0: of the century team Chris or team will oh There's, it's a black and white answer there is no room for nuance <laughs> or wisdom in this answer Dude, it's one or the other
1: I I've never watched the Oscars before in my entire life um <laughs> I didn't watch last night but I opened up my TikTok today like I did a mm-hmm. screen recording I sent it to a, a group chat that yep. Vic and I are in and I'm like this is my TikTok feed it's like Will and Chris Will and Chris Will and Chris Will and Chris <laughs> Will and Chris Will and Chris, will and <laughs> and Chris. Bro, I saw more of the
0: Oscars last night on TikTok (laughs) than I did in my whole life.
1: (laughs) I'm like, it's terrible publicity for Will and Chris. It's great publicity for the Oscars because I have never Mm -hmm. talked about the Oscars more in my entire life. I'll watch it next Um, year. (laughs) Who who knows who will get slapped? All right. You never know now. Um, You know, it's Kanye 2.0. Do you remember that TV show from back in the day called The Slap? where it was literally it was like an abc show or something like that (laughs) about like i don't even remember the premise of the show someone got slapped and they literally made a whole that's the whole thing it's a whole tv show i'm like the slap 2.0 with will will smith and chris rock Um, hey
0: let's bring it back reboot (laughs) you know we're we're into rebooting stuff so we got how i met your father we got the lion king live action yeah the slap 2.0 let's bring it back but let
1: me throw this question at you what is a more divisive question Wheels versus doors or will versus Chris.
0: Ooh. Oh, see, here's the thing. I think it's divisive, depending on your stance, because that's I'm 100% true. team doors. 100% How, how team doors. can you
1: be 100% team see, doors?
0: And this is why it's divisive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is
1: because yes, that's think dumb. of how many
0: think of how many valves, right? You look at an engine. All right. You got tons stop, of like little flaps stop. and valves How many, bro? I'm telling you, teen doors all day. Do you know how it's going to be, it's going to be well done, my good wheels? and faithful servant. Oh my gosh. And how many, and it's going to be, and God's going to say, teen doors. And it's going to be nailed into the history of scripture forever and ever, for eternity. Glorified bodies and all.
1: Do the pearly gates of heaven, heaven there's no wheels? need for wheels. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're doors. They're,
1: they're doors. It's the pearly gates. It's not the heavenly wheels, you know.
0: <laughs> they open like this. They don't pull back. <laughs> well, what is up? My name is Victor, a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina.
1: Oh, and my name is Reagan Jones. I'm also a student pastor at the same church in North Carolina. And welcome to Sanctified Ish, where we are just two con- two pastors having conversations about how we have not figured it out. Um, and Vic, this is an episode that (laughs) we have been talking about doing for months. Um, yeah, we are simply going to talk about like, can Christians engage in social media in online platforms? Um, can we engage in the metaverse? And just even like a quick background. Like I was a comm major in college. So like my heartbeat and what I'm really passionate about is like digital media and digital ministry. Like, we had a whole class on like where we analyzed the rhetoric of tweets and it was like the best thing I have ever done in my entire life. That's Um, epic. Yeah. And so I know Vic, you have a background in communications as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, grew up streaming, loved playing video games online, started a ton of YouTube channels, built some brands, started some ministries. And so, although I don't have necessarily a formal education in communications, I have I would say just some like life experience surrounding communications and also my current position at our church it's kind of split in half I'm a student pastor as well as kind of the communications guy for student ministry which means I have the awesome pleasure of playing on Instagram and TikTok all day for (laughs) for my job which is pretty brilliant Uh, and so yeah I, I guess that's sort of my background I'm also Uh, I don't know how to make this sound nice. I'm also just kind of a geek. I'm kind of a nerd. Like I've always been in online platforms. You can like, I've always been streaming. I've always loved video games. And so there's just been kind of the special part in my heart that favors online networking and communication. And so, yeah, definitely have a passionate background in this area. And so, I'll ramble a lot and <laughs> we're just going to have to deal with it.
1: That's, that's the nature of our show, It's just what are we passionate about? And then what do we want to ramble on? Exactly. Um, exactly. But I think it's important to point out where we're both coming from because I'm just going to be hundred percent honest. Like we understand this is a conversation. We are also coming into it with opinions on how Christians should and can engage in these spaces um, that we're both coming from the position of like, Hey, like we should engage in social media and public platforms. Um, but I also know that there are Christians who love God and love Jesus, but are like on the other side of that, we're like, Hey, like, I actually don't believe that's for me. I think it elevates pride. I think there are dangerous things on there. Um, and I think both of those things can be true. Um, and so we just want to open up a dialogue about this, um, and talk about like how we can engage in these, in these areas. Um, and so Vic, I'll yeah. just kind of throw it to you. Like you had even mentioned, uh, your job is split in two right now between student pastor at your local campus. Um, and then also like you just run communications and social media, um, and discord and whatever it is for our entire church. And <laughs> yeah. so man, like just kind of start off on the positives, like in the couple months that you've been doing this job, how have you been able to see, uh, social media in particularly leverage the ministry that you've been called to, um, in these first couple of months?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good question. I think in the primary way that I've seen God kind of do some really cool stuff through social media is, and it, it plays really interestingly because I can compare it to my job as a student pastor and it kind of bring things into light for me. And so just, just for, I guess the sake of people understanding some context, our social media account has reached roughly two hundred thousand different people over the past three months. Two hundred thousand, wow. right? And that's all sorts of content. That's funny memes where Reagan is waking up and going on TikTok first, but then he's like, "Oh crap, forgot to pray." And like, "Thank you, Lord, for this day." You know, now it's time for TikTok, right? <laughs> so it's like we have funny stuff on there. We have discipleship stuff on there, right? We have pastors kind of coming on the platform, sharing some really awesome sermon clips. We have some ways for students to get connected. So you have some discipleship pieces and then you have some like educational pieces. And so all of these things have come together and we've reached over 200,000 people. That's awesome. If I think in the context of my student pastor job, how many people do I think I could meet with in a year for lunch? Right. Let's say let's say I'm meeting with a student. I mean, on a on a heavy week, four students a week. I mean, that's pretty yeah. that's a lot of meals with students, right? And you do that every week for the entire year. What's four times fifty two? What a little over I don't know, 300 400 I gotta see C- like, minus in math. Don't ask me. <laughs> I I I go to Southeastern. So <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, we're both very not we're we have, not, we, it's we not have my no place in math. <laughs> yeah. But it's like when you when you hold those two numbers up obviously the meals with students are going to garner significantly more relational discipleship focus 100%. But the reach that is possible on social media platforms from a student ministry perspective is almost something that we, we have to leverage because there are students that have walked into the doors of a church for the Mm -hmm. first time because they were invited to church via social media. And we have tangible proof of that happening at our church. Yeah. And so to disregard it completely seems, I mean, hear this charitably, it just doesn't really make sense to me because we have a platform that God has just like laid down and was yeah. like, here, you can choose to use this for good or choose to use it for bad. And if we choose to use it for good, man, the gospel can be spread to yeah. the nations using these platforms. Yeah. Um, and so those are some things that we, that I've seen, um, as I've stepped into this role as yeah, a student communication director, it's been really yeah. fun too. Like who can complain about waking up and making TikToks? Um, Amen. it's super fun. Amen, <laughs> I'm dude. also a child, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that doesn't help.
1: Well, but, I, uh, I, I told, uh, one of my interns, um, at my campus like, Hey man, in order to do middle school ministry, you have to have a level of maturity and immaturity and the immaturity is actually required if you're not yes. somewhat immature you cannot be in middle school ministry um yeah so it's, it's you, have awesome. you, have <laughs> like, you have to know dude,
0: what v bucks are you have like you have to know what v bucks are i'm dude, sorry
1: he so he gave them like a like a reward for like he's, he's like a, a sixth grade boy small group leader and so he's like hey if you guys memorize like these five to six verses or whatever he's like i'll get you 10 bucks in, in v cards or ten dollars in like v bucks or whatever it is um And they came back the next week. They memorized all these verses. And he's like, here you go. Like, here's a V-Bucks card. And this kid comes up running to me in the lobby. He's like, dude, 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 look what I got. I got V-Bucks, bro. And he's like, I got a flex on it. And he's like flicking the card at me. And I'm like, bro, I'm saying. Cool.
0: (laughs) Yes. And and it's like legitimately, right? Like a lot of student people, a lot of just church people could care less. Yeah, But you want to know the way to get to a heart of a middle schooler yeah, is buy them a thousand V
1: bucks. Well, and they, made, they
0: will be attached to you for the rest of your life. That made his
1: day. Um, and the cool thing is he got to memorize scripture with that. And there's a whole conversation yeah. of like what you win them yeah. with is what you keep them with. There's a whole separate conversation with that. Um, but we don't have to over-spiritualize everything. Um, <laughs> so, but I think what, what you're talking about, man, is really important Um because in that, like, I think the question that people always throw out with that is I think, yes, like you can see the massive reach that social media provides. And that's one of the reasons we decided that we wanted to invest in social media at our church, um, is one, cause of COVID it made it a necessity, but two, I think the strength of our church is our discipleship, um, specifically yeah, our student ministry. Sure. Like we, we disciple our kids really well, um, However, we don't always necessarily reach um, the kid that's 15 years old, vaping in the bathroom in a public high school that doesn't know Jesus. Parents don't know Jesus. Friends don't know Jesus. Um, And that's something we've talked about in our ministry for a really long time. Like, how do we help reach that kid? Um, And I think that's where social media can kind of come into that. Like, it literally invades their space wherever they're at, Um, especially with something like TikTok, where, like, they don't even have to necessarily even be following you. It just kind of pops up on a feed. Yeah. Um, and dude, you would even been saying like, I've had kids that have like showed up into my ministry on Sunday night, been like, Hey, I just saw what you posted on Instagram and it looked doped. And I wanted to be here. Um, yeah. I've had people that have messaged me on Instagram. said like, Hey, your Instagram looks cool. Your student ministry looks awesome. I'd love to come work for you. Um, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm like, th- there's, there's stuff like that, that I'm like, Instagram has a value. TikTok has a value. Facebook has a value. Um, especially with Facebook, when you and I have talked about this, like to reach parents, um, and just to help I mean, parents understand what's going on in the ministry. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sexy crazy potential, Yeah. It's yep. just like, help, this is what's going on. Um, yeah, but I think the, the flip side of that argument is always like, well, the reach can be awesome, but are you actually making any disciples by doing this? Um, yeah, I, th- I think the, 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 biggest example of that is like, okay, TikTok sermon, uh, sermon clips. Yeah. It's like, great. It's a 32nd clip. You're not making any disciples with a 32nd sermon clip. So why are we doing what we're doing more than likely? It's just going to build up pride and you're just using the gifts to, to serve yourself instead of serve the kingdom. So Vic, how would you kind of like, how would you answer that question of, well, we're not really making disciples with online content. So what are we doing?
0: I think the person that asks that question from like a really genuine place is asking a really good question. Yeah. Like I, I think that I because obviously the priority for Jesus loving Christ centered student ministries is to see students come to know Christ and to make disciples. Like that's what we yeah. want. Like whether or not your mission statement, whatever it is, but that's the core of what we want. We want to see students come to know Christ and to make disciples. And so I think where the where the miscommunication in this comes from is social media. TikTok sermons, memes, you know, growing an Instagram account, those are not primary means of discipleship. Yeah, they are not like and if someone is claiming that Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, even like church online, like we can even take it a step (laughs) back. Right. Like watching a sermon online. Right. Like that is not the primary means of discipleship if you watch yeah. a sermon online and do not engage in a community of believers you are not primarily being a part of that church congregation say,
1: say that one more time say, just <laughs> rewind
0: that I'm back just, uh, and say that one I more just time put, put the little sound effect in there <laughs> 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 if if you are and unfortunately we, we saw it a lot during covid right yeah. and now i i mean that definitely adds some nuances but like if you turn on a youtube video and watch a sermon that's mm-hmm. 35 minutes long and you say, man, church was great. Or yeah. if you've gotten into this habit or this routine of watching church online and checking the box of church for yeah. each week, then I, then I think you're missing the point. Yeah. And I think churches need to recognize that both social media and online church, if you want to call it that, are not the primary means to disciple yeah. people in the church. Right. That's always going to be done in community
1: and in relationship. Well, and just because but, it's not the primary means, we think that if it's not the primary means, we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. And that there is right. no other way. So, like, I think Matt Chandler does a really good job of this, where if you go to his YouTube channel there before any sermon or anything like that, there's like a five minute video of him saying like, hey, we're so happy that you here. a lot of people have poured like a yeah. lot of work into this video. But this is not a replacement for church. Um, yeah, and it has a very specific tool. So like, I, am not a handy person, like I've never built anything with my hands in my entire life. So I don't know much about tools, but (laughs) I know that when you open up a toolbox, there's a specific tool for a specific reason. And if I use the wrong tool for the wrong job, it doesn't work. And so I can't use, I don't know what the big wrench is called. There's like big wrenches and little wrenches. Like a hex. <laughs> it's, a, it's
0: a hex like, wrench. Yeah. But bro, if, if, there are so many. These aren't men. These are boys. They don't know bro. what a toolbox is. Bro, back off.
1: So it's kind of sad. Like my my grandpa grew up on the farm. Um, I'm two generations from a farm and I've never built anything with my hands. Um, that's, how, that's how far the apple has fallen from the tree. But like the point of that illustration is that like I think social media and online church, you bring up a really good point, is a really – it's a necessary – tool and the church is yeah. built but when it's used for the wrong job when it is used to be the ultimate source of church um and our, and, our, and our, our complete fulfillment as Christians it's not sufficient um yeah because we miss the point but that doesn't mean that we throw it out we doesn't mean that we don't do it because there's value in it um yeah and I think we've ultimately missed the point of what church is. Um, and we view it as consuming content rather than being in community. And if church is consuming content, you can consume content on TikToks. You can consume content on YouTube. Um, you can even consume content by sitting in a seat on Sunday morning. Um, for sure. Church is being in community and gathering together and worshiping and glorifying God and opening up his word together. There's a communal aspect to church. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, And like, I I really love how you, how you hit on that because you're right. Just because it's not the primary focus doesn't mean that the church doesn't have a responsibility to make it a secondary focus. And I kind of want to hit on this really briefly because we work at a church that is extremely blessed in a lot of areas Yeah, and we have the means to be able to engage on social media and make it a job, make it a position, right? Not every church has that. Yeah. And so if you have to choose between discipling students and social media, your church should always a million percent of the time choose discipling students. Yeah. Social media never takes that place. Right. But if you have the means to engage meaningfully on social media, then I think I think that we should take advantage of that because there is a whole group of lost people that would never walk through the doors of a church or never see like Christian content yeah. if it if they didn't see it on social media. I have a really cool story where I was streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv, super popular streaming platform. And I was streaming Minecraft, okay? I'm streaming Minecraft on Twitch. And I meet this guy in Minecraft and we start talking. He comes to my stream. We start building a relationship. And a month after I meet him, we're in discord talking about life. And one night it's like 2 AM. He just starts opening up to me mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey man, I'm paralyzed. I can't move from the neck down. I'm bedridden and I need people to help me do things. Wow. I'm, I can't, I can't do anything. And in that moment, I had the opportunity to share the gospel with him yeah, and invite him to watch church online Right. And in no instance would a Christian walk into his house and share the gospel with him. Like that's not something that was going to happen. There was no instance where he was going to be able to leave his house and walk into the doors of a church.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you think about that's just one instance, you take that and you, you look at the world of, of the online realm you know, like mm-hmm. how many people like this man are there in the world that desperately need Jesus just as much as you and I did? Yeah, man, then then maybe if we have the means and the passion, maybe it's something we should lean into a little bit more because there are people that need the gospel that play video games. Yeah, that will never walk in through the doors of a church. Yeah. And, and so I, that was just something that was really eye opening for me. And I think that's really where my passion for reaching the online world with the gospel yeah, kind of set off.
1: Yeah. Um, well, even Victor and I mean, we're like, still good
0: friends to this day.
1: <laughs> he, if, if you guys don't know, this like Victor started up like a, a, a whole gaming ministry called Pioneer Gaming, where he was like, my whole goal is to go play video games with these people and share the gospel with them. And like in the same way that we view like FCA or, or Young Life yeah. or any kind of these like parachurch ministries. It's always like, all right, I'm going to go find a shared interest, a common interest. I'm going to go where the people are, and I'm going to share the gospel. Um, Yeah. And one, I think that's beautiful because that's what the early church did. Um, Yeah. And I think this is where the church and Christians have lost, like, this is why we're calling this Missions in the Metaverse, because I feel like we've lost a missional mindset for going to people. And the thing about people is that they live and they operate in broken places and contexts they don't live and operate within the four walls of our church on Sunday morning at nine o'clock. Um, some of them do, but not all of them do. And so like what the early yeah. church would do is like, they actually went into the cities. It wasn't because the city life was awesome. Actually the city life sucked and there was a lot yeah. of poverty and there was a lot of brokenness. And like, that's where they ministered to the prostitutes. They ministered to the widows. They ministered to like the, 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 the poor and the orphan who were like living on the streets. And that's kind of how Christianity started. Um, and then it's made its way all the way up to the top, but it's like Christianity grew by a group of missionally mindsetted people centered around the great commission that said, now, therefore go. And you're going to go to where the people are in these broken places. And like, yes, we have broken places in the cities. Yes, we have broken places or broken people in our churches on Sunday morning. But Vic, you and I've talked about this a lot. There is a ton of brokenness on social media. Um, yeah. Just There's, a little. Well, and even like like that story, like, man, that's just like a, a guy whose life is in shambles, like by circumstances, yeah. not of his own. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just, it's utter brokenness. And I think.
0: And the online world only makes that brokenness yeah. feel even more broken.
1: Yeah. Um, like, man, we saw depression, anxiety, and like all these other things rise astronomically during covid Partly yep. because of this, like the online setting that we threw a lot of our 15 to 18 year olds in. Um, but here's yeah. the thing that like they're on social media and, in, and they're on video games more than they're outside. They're on these platforms more yeah. than they're in our church buildings. And so it's, it's it's a little bit of a mindset where like if we are truly missionally focused, there is a digital mission field where you can reach people that the church just seems to like be like, Nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to be there. Um, because sin is there. And I think we equate sin and people as the same thing. And there's like a good, really awesome desire to resist sin, but we cannot confuse resisting sin and retreating from people. Um, and I think that's where like, I think, I think that's where like to shift this conversation a little bit to like the, the, the flip side of this is I think that's where the conversation comes into play, whether it's from parents or students or just people in general that say like social media is toxic. Uh, the internet is toxic. Um, the metaverse is weird. I don't want to be there because yep. sin is there. And I think there's like a really, I think that's a healthy desire to what to flee sin. Proverbs five says flee sin, Joseph flees sin. Like that's healthy. Yeah. So what would you say to someone that says like, Hey, I'm not going to engage and these platforms because of that, how do we honor um, when they bring up the issue of pride? Um, how do we honor like the, yeah. the, the sinful things that you can find in these spaces? Um, but how do we not retreat from from hurting people as well?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really good and very nuanced question because you're right. The desire to want to flee sin and to run away from sin is a good desire that I think biblically, is well warranted, right? Like we're told to, to flee from sin, to flee from temptation, right? Like we're not, we're not supposed to be like of the world, right? Like we have yeah. all of these really good uh, commandments and commands in scripture that kind of give us a little bit of guidelines for as we navigate this world. But I, I think you're right. Like we take a very God's not dead approach, right? Yeah. The atheist is the enemy. The professor who doesn't believe in God is the enemy. Yeah. The, the reality of it, is that they are not the enemy. They are the people that God put you Come on this on. earth to reach. Come on. Like like your call as a Christian is Matthew 28, the Great Commission, go, yeah, not run. Christians tend to silo themselves off into these safe Christian communities. And I mean, you can go into so many nuances here that I, I don't think we have enough time to get into, but you have like homeschooling yeah. and all of these different things that, that are very nuanced in conversation. And so for people that are like, man, we just need to stay away from social media. If that is your genuine conviction, yeah, then I am not going to push you to engage on social platforms. Absolutely. But my encouragement to the one who's saying, man, I just don't think social media is it. I just don't think we should engage on it. I I always am a little hesitant because I want to know the heart behind that statement. What are we trying to accomplish? Is it is it that social media just makes you a little uncomfortable? Because if that's the case, we're called to live uncomfortable lives. Yeah. Is it is it just that, you know, maybe you see something on social media that you don't want to see? You probably see stuff in real life that you don't want to see. Yeah. Right. So, where, what heart posture are you approaching this from? And I think there are very genuine heart postures. Where, man, maybe it's best for you not to engage on social media. Right. But I also think there's some. I think there's most of the time an unwarranted hesitancy, and we miss a yeah. big part of the Great Commission. And this is where, like, a student pastors, we have to analyze this from a ministry perspective, right? Our students, our people, the people that we have called to shepherd and to disciple are on social media. Mm -hmm. Eight out of ten teenagers engage in social media. Eight out of ten. So if you have 30 students, what is that? 27 of them are on social media, whatever that math is. That is a staggering amount of students. And if you as a student pastor, student director, student minister don't know how to disciple them to engage on those platforms well, then you can't really be effective all that much in their discipleship because that's where they're spending a majority of their time. Yeah. And so a big, a big like kind of push that we've made at our church is discipling students to engage with social media in redemptive ways Mm -hmm. because social media is inherently a neutral thing. Like it's neither good nor bad. That's good. And so we as Christians have the opportunity to influence in a good way or to influence it in a bad way. Yeah. And I'll tell you, unfortunately, yeah, sin exists. You're so right. That means sin is going to exist on social media. Social media might even make sin more accessible, 100%. Yeah. But I'll tell you, people were addicted to porn well before the internet existed. Yeah. The internet just made it a little bit more accessible, right? And so I think we have to approach this conversation with a, if if we approach the conversation with a inherent negative kind of disposition towards it, I'm always a little hesitant and want to push back on that yeah. because I want to know why, right? I, I, it's just, it's a really interesting heart posture to approach it with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the point of this episode is we really want to push into it because we don't have the answers. I'm not saying that everything that comes out of our mouths is 100% right and biblical. This has just kind of been my experience thus far yeah. engaging in social well, media.
1: And I think even just to play a devil's advocate, like I know uh, there's a pastor at our church um, that is not engaged in social media at all. Um, and he has actually just took this answer. Like, he's like, I just don't want to be a part of it. Um, he is also the most missionally minded pastor that I know at our church where like yep. he's engaged in running clubs, like the gym that he goes to the way he lives his life. Um, Is very focused on going to people and being like the church was a missionally, early church was missionally minded and social media didn't exist. So I think this is more of a push for like the church to be like socially or to be missionally minded. And social media is one really, really, really good avenue for you to do that and to reach people that would never step in your church. But it, like Vic said, if you have a conviction where it's like, hey, social media, social media is not for me, it isn't for everybody. Um, Yeah. But the whole point is that like, if it's not for you, there needs to be a push to be missionally minded in other areas of your life. Because as Christians, we have the option to be on social media. We don't have the option to live on mission. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's that's really good. Yeah. Like, I think that's where like an analogy that, um, I've kind of used to describe that. I think this describes whether it's the heart for social media or just the heart for missions in general is this idea of just like a lantern that attracts bugs, um, where like the lantern can be on. And when the lantern is on, it attracts the bugs that are around it. But oftentimes as Christians, like we're like, hey, my light is shining bright for Jesus. But we are so far away from the bugs, comparing whose light shines the brightest. They're like, yeah, your light might be on, but it's very far away from the people who actually need it. And so they don't notice it. And then we have the flip side of that where we have people that like, yeah, your 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 lantern is in proximity to people who need Jesus but the, the light isn't on. And so that they don't see Jesus in you, they don't notice the difference in you. And so they're not attracted to you. And so both of those are wrong. And so we oftentimes retreat from social media because we're like, well, there's, there's sin there. There's evil there. There's darkness there. Yeah, there is um, because there's sin and evil and darkness and people, and there's sin and evil and darkness in the world. And so when we retreat from social media, because those things are there, we have oftentimes take that same attitude and we have retreated in our lives where we just surround ourselves with other Christians and surround ourselves in Christian schools and Christian youth groups and Christian music and Christian, Christian. It's like, and that's a good thing. Hear me in that. Like, it's, it's a good thing to like resist sin. Resisting sin is awesome. Retreating from people is not biblical. Um, yeah. And that there is a difference between the two. Um, and so that's where I love that Vic always talks about, like, there's a, there's a redemptive way to engage in social media. Um, Yeah. And so Vic, like how do we, how do we engage in this redemptively? I think that's really easy to say. Yeah. I think it's harder to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'll link an article in the show notes. It's by a guy named Brady Shearer. And I absolutely love everything that he does. He owns a company where he basically equips the church to engage in what he calls the biggest um he calls it the biggest communication shift that the world has ever seen right and so over the past 10 years the world has been kind of thrust into this ever-changing very quickly moving communication shift that is social media and so how is the church supposed to engage with that in redemptive and in good ways and he he has a whole lot of really good stuff in this article but here's Here's the one thing that he mentions, and I'll, I'll just read it off of his website because I think it's so good. So he says, we have two options as church leaders. We can either reject social media altogether yeah. or we can equip our students to be agents in redeeming social media. And so he goes on to say a wise man named Jesus once talked about how we are the light of the world, right? We're this lantern that's supposed to attract all of the bugs around us, a city on a hill, right? That's never meant to be hidden. So just like a lamp shouldn't be covered up, the good Mm -hmm. news is meant to be shared. And so he goes on to say this, and I think this answers the question really well. This is our opportunity as student directors, student pastors to partner with students, parents and with students. And to be a voice of influence, Mm -hmm. modeling behaviors for our youth and showing them how to use social media while not letting social media be the thing that uses them. That's good. And so this is this is a discipleship thing Mm -hmm. like we should be coming alongside our parents. We should be coming alongside our students and discipling them and how to use social media redemptively right it would be a very similar concept to i mean you go to a student's football game on a friday night and during that football game your student just goes ballistic on someone he's in the heat of the moment he's in the heat of the game you know they're down by three three seconds left and just the student goes absolutely ballistic right (laughs) easiest examples hockey fights right Uh, just they drop the gloves and go at each other well as a parent as a student pastor what would you do in that situation You'd probably come alongside them. Hey, man, why'd you do that? Yeah. Why Why did you let your anger get the best of you? Why would and you would walk alongside them in that mm-hmm. in the same way we approach social media very similarly. Yeah. Right. I, I know the older generation of student pastors, like the thing that student pastors would do is go to basketball games, go to football games, mm-hmm. go to you know recitals and all of these things. And we can still do those but our students aren't primarily doing that anymore. That's good, man. Our students are primarily on these social platforms. And so how do we do the same thing? How do we attend their football games? How do we attend their recitals via social media, the equivalent? What does that look like? Yeah. And so I think it's a discipleship issue. Yeah. So when we talk about redeeming social media, when we talk about this discipleship thing, we would approach it much like we would approach any other discipleship issue. Yeah. And that's what the Bible is with the gospel. Um, And so that would be kind of my general answer. There are obviously more specifics that you could dive into with like certain students posting things they probably shouldn't, certain students looking at things that they shouldn't. But again, that's all
1: discipleship. It's all discipleship. I love what you just said there because it goes back to, I think, so this is like specifically student ministry. Um, There's the old adage of like the mission is the same, the method will change. Um, And so the way we did student ministry, my gosh, even two years ago, pre-COVID, has changed um like yes like it can't take campus ministry for a second bro we can't get into schools the only schools that i can get into are private school christian schools um i'm not allowed in the public schools anymore and so like the way that we engage students the places that they are at we don't necessarily get an option as student pastors to be where our students are I think that's where it's like, I know you and I have talked about this a lot where it's like, it's viewed as an option, um, for student Mm -hmm. pastors because it's like, well, that's not just, that's not for me. Okay. Well, you know what? Like showing up to hockey games isn't for me. I don't really like hockey. Like that's, that's not my thing. I'm there because my student is there. Like showing up to high schools and handing out bagels to teachers really isn't my thing. I'm there because I want to love and serve that community and those teachers, um, in the same way, like man, I really don't care about TikTok. I really don't care. I definitely don't care about Facebook, um, Instagram Reels, baby. Yeah, I fa- <laughs> Facebook. I could care less about Facebook, but I'm at Facebook because my parents are there, and I want to care yeah. and love for my parents. I'm on TikTok because my students are there. And I don't want to care and love and be where my students are. And I think that's the shift that I would love for pastors and churches and ministries to get to is we're like, man, I just want to be where my people are. And that's the heartbeat yeah. of a pastor is like, man, like we love discipleship because we love people and we love Jesus. and We yeah. want to see life change happen. And this is a vehicle in which we can do that. And so like, yeah, it may not be for everybody for you to use personally, but like if you are in ministry, man, that's a really good avenue for you to be where your kids are. Um, and it doesn't yeah. mean that you have to like look at elevation youth and you have to copy everything that they're doing for like sure. you're your ministry, social media should look like your ministry. Um, Because if it doesn't, that would be super weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It would be super weird, (laughs) but it should reflect the personality of your ministry. And that's the beauty of God is that like every ministry looks different. Everyone looks different. Um, And I think there's a lot of beauty in that. Um, And so Vic, with the last couple of minutes we have here, I think this is the biggest question when it comes to social media. And I know you and I talked about this a lot bro, what do we do with pride? Because I think whether you are in ministry or not, I I see a lot of Christian influencers on TikTok. Um, I see a lot of Christian influencers on social media, people that share their Bible studies on Instagram. So how do we balance, man, I want to go and be where the people are and share the gospel with like, even Jesus saying, Hey, don't be a Pharisee and pray in public, pray in private. Um, how do we hold those two things in tension?
0: Yeah, that's really good. I think this is this is probably the most generic and unhelpful answer, but I really do think <laughs> it's the right answer. It's that if your heart is predominantly prone to pride, yeah. if that is a particular area of sin in your life, then whether you're putting content on social media or living your daily life apart from social media, your heart will naturally find something to fixate on. That's good. So the outlet isn't the issue. Mm. It's your heart. And this kind of goes back to a conversation we had a couple of episodes ago about David Platt and his prayer every morning. Mm -hmm. David Platt has an incredible platform, larger than what Reagan and I have now and probably will ever have. Mm -hmm. Like He is on this platform of celebrity pastor. When you look at him, you're like, dang, he's humble. Like just the way he cares, like he just, for whatever reason, radiates humility. And it's because his prayers, his time with Jesus, yeah. it's saturated and him on his knees begging for humility. Yeah. And so I think the, the easiest way to enter into that conversation is, man, don't engage in things that will boost your pride, mm-hmm. whether it be on social media or anywhere else in the world. That is something that you and Jesus need to work on. Yeah in your relationship right but as you notice jesus sanctifying you Mm -hmm. as you notice yourself growing and looking more like him hopefully that happens right and you have a particular interest in social media content creation then hopefully as you continue to look more like jesus you can begin creating content that points people to jesus and not to you yeah and you have to you have to be accountable and keep an eye on it just like you would anything else, yeah. right? But I think that's kind of the posture that you have to in- enter into that conversation with because the issue ultimately is not social media. Mm-hmm. We like to point, say that you know, again. we like to say, "Man, the issue is this. The issue is that." Come on. I just don't fit in here. I just don't like that. And we look at the you know speck in someone else's eye rather than the plank in our own. Yeah, and. I think we need to take a step back yeah. and examine ourselves before we begin to point fingers at social media
1: yeah. or at anything else. Bro, you've you've got me hooting and hollering over here because like <laughs> what Vic is, Vic is so right because we can't equate sin issues and social media issues. Um, yeah. We think that it's a social yeah. media thing, but it's really a sin thing. And so, I, okay. So take pride in preaching. Like Vic, you and I have talked about this. I've gone back and forth on whether or not to post uh preaching videos on TikTok for like really about four years. Um, yeah. And Vic, how many times have I texted you? We're like, I'm getting off today. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. and the thing many, is like, many. they've been doing well. Um, yeah. And it's an easy thing to fuel pride. And so I'm like, okay, am I doing this for the right motives? Am I doing this to serve myself? Am I doing this to like, serve people. Like I want to serve people with it. That's why I'm doing it. I want to use the gift that God has given me to edify his church and his people and his body and hopefully reach someone who's scrolling on TikTok that like, that's the whole reason it started is like, I know my kids are not in my ministry at one in the morning, but they're on their phones on TikTok scrolling. And if I can bring the gospel to that place, I want to try to do it. Um, But I think I've felt the tension that he's talking about. I've felt very tangibly the last couple of months um, yeah. and pride is something very easy for me to fall into. That's something very easy for a lot of us to fall into. But I think what I've had to notice is that the same pride I get from preaching on a stage in front of people in person is the same pride that I get from preaching on people in an online platform. Um, yeah. so, cause I, you and I have talked about this or it's like running away from TikTok doesn't solve my pride issue. Yeah. Only running to Jesus solves my pride issue and allowing him to humble me. And the good thing about it is like, if you ask for humility, the Lord will give you humility. (laughs) Yep. If it's according to his will, he will give it to you. He will humble you in his grace and his love. Mm -hmm. And that is, it'll hurt. It'll hurt. (laughs) It'll suck. But it is a beautiful thing. The problem is we don't ask for it. Um, Yeah. And so I think that's something where it's like, if you have a desire Whether you're in ministry or not, um, this is not a ministry conversation. If you have a desire to engage in social media, to spread the gospel, pray that God will blow it up. Pray that he'll use it. Pray that it will get, pray that it will go viral because that means that people are watching it. But with the same ferocity that we pray for things to go viral, we need to pray that God will keep us humble um, and dependent and desiring time with him more than we desire time in a public sphere. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's good. I absolutely love the point that you made about man scrolling at 2 a.m. and yeah. that random person coming across yeah. a sermon video that they may have never come across before in their life. Right. It's me being on Minecraft, running across someone who would never have walked through the doors of a church. It's Dr. Hildreth, who is a professor at our seminary. He'd yeah. be he'd be fine with me sharing the story. His name is the exact name of an author that writes like erotic novels, right? And so Scott Hildreth, the baller that he is, wrote a book on God redeeming pornography addictions. Yeah. And so when you type Scott Hildreth in, sure you get a lot of the crap that the other author writes. Yeah. But right there, yep. Right there, you get Scott Hildreth, That's the professor so awesome. and pastor at our <laughs> church, who. Is like trying to reach people who yeah. are looking for something that will lead them away from Christ. And we have opportunities and outlets to be able to do that so easily. I cannot stress how easy it is. Yeah. It is easy. We just have to make the mental leap from pointing fingers at social media and saying social media, bad, maybe pointing the finger at ourselves and saying Victor bad mm-hmm. or I'm bad. But because social to, media
1: is not the thing. are we called to love sinful people? Um, yeah. Like that's, that's the whole point of the church is that like Jesus loved the sinful version of me. Um, and so like in the same way he loved me, I'm to love the other people. And we like, we love people by being near people and being in their life and in their spaces. Um, And that's the whole point. Is like, That's yeah. the whole point of this podcast is that like if you take things like, the metaverse, it's like new and weird and strange, but like Christians yeah. are always 10. And I years- love it, yeah, you gotta love it. But like Christians are always 10 years behind where the broken people are.
0: And how yes. awesome
1: would it be for the church to actually pioneer this and say, like, no, like, because think about the metaverse for a second, it's a false reality, it's a video game that counts. Where it's like, if yeah. you're broke, if your real life sucks, you can go and build the fake life. And like, there's real money. There's real, like real world value in it. You can buy land, bro. Do you think that's not going to attract broken people? Yep. Do you think that's not going to attract broken people? So when Craig Grishel gets crap for starting up a church service in the metaverse long before businesses are there, man, praise God for that. Because like, I would love for the church to have the reputation of like, man, why is the church, why is the church in these spaces? Like, why is the church yeah. in these broken areas? I would love for that to be our reputation instead of like, hey, we're just the the suburban super center um, that looks like a Costco that all the healthy, righteous people come to. Like, yeah, I would love <laughs> for us to be known for being near broken people and ministering to broken people in spaces that the world would never expect us to be in.
0: We spend far too much time Arguing about the theology behind something yeah. than stre- strategically trying to reach people that may never hear the gospel. Well, that's in their life. a whole world. Are we saying Come on. that a, a metaverse church is a replacement to church? No, I think we made that pretty clear yeah. at the beginning. But man, if it gives an ounce of a more percent yeah. for someone who does not know Jesus yeah. to hear the gospel for the first time, then who are we to withhold that from them?
1: Well, and even if, if I can jump in here. So like, I don't know if, if you saw this, but that video of Gershell having the church service in the metaverse, there was like maybe 20 yeah. people there. Um, yeah. And like he gave a gospel call and like there are people that raised virtual hands in there who gave their life to Christ. And when the Bible says that there is a, a party and a parade thrown for one person who accepts Jesus into their heart, There's not an asterisk that says like, well, only if it's in a real church on Sunday at nine o'clock. No, it's like anyone who gives their life to Jesus in any capacity, heaven is rejoicing. So was heaven not rejoicing when those people gave their life to Jesus in a metaverse church service? Absolutely. They were. And so if God is cheering for it, we should cheer for it. Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean it's without, like, it doesn't mean that we go in naively, it doesn't mean that we run in 100% and don't recognize that there's like sinful avenues in it. It just means that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and we don't retreat into our suburban Christian huddles and miss the opportunity to share the gospel in these really awesome, amazing spaces.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think I think to close, right? What we don't want you to hear is if you are not on social media, you're in sin, Yeah, right? That's not at all what we're saying. You can live your entire life, love Jesus, be missional, yeah. look like Him, make disciples. Jesus wasn't and on social never media. Never touch <laughs> social media. There are parts of the world that don't have access yeah. to social media. There, are, like that, is not at all what
1: we're saying. One hundred percent.
0: But what we are saying is that if, for whatever reason, in your heart you have a disposition that is negative towards social media, we're just asking pushing into that saying why yeah. what is the reasoning behind that because there is there is a world where there are hurt and broken people that we with a click of a button can reach mm-hmm. and like if you want to take this a step further we are made in the image of god the imago yeah. day god creates god is glorified when we create whether it be a piece of art a song a video game a metaverse world, whatever yeah. it might be. If we cre- create for his glory, he's glorified. Mm-hmm. Now we can create lots of bad things that aren't for his glory, but we have been given the ability and the opportunity to create. And so I think we can practice that very tangibly and reach a large group of people online, yeah. either through video games, social media, or the metaverse. I think a- if you have
1: questions... A short, sticky way of saying what he just said. Oh, this is your th-
0: this is your this is your niche. This okay, is, here we go. This is it. I'm gonna buckle up because um,
1: sticky statement. Well, I said this to a group of students at a conference on Friday when talking about overseas missions, um, and I think the way we engage overseas missions is the same way we engage digital missions. As it, it's not for everybody, but it's for somebody. Um, and so, like, it's not for everybody to go overseas, but like. I pushed into those kids. I was like, you know what? It is for somebody. In a church this size, a student ministry this size, like it is for somebody. And if it's for you, you better go. In the same way with digital missions, like it isn't for everybody. That's what Victor's saying. Like going back to the story of that one pastor, like there are people at our church that are are the most missional loving people in the world. They, they love people, but they're just not on social media. That's fine. But it may be for you. And it may be for somebody. And we shouldn't just throw the entire thing away. Um, simply because there's sin in the world. Um, Because praise God, Jesus didn't do that with us. Amen.
0: Amen. That's good. If you guys have questions, you want to hear more conversations regarding this, send us an email, sanctifiedish at gmail.com. This is similarly to worship, right? This is something that I think we could talk about for far too long than anyone would be interested in listening to But if you are interested or have questions or have pushback, we want to hear it. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to look more like Jesus, too. So help us with that. Um, Maybe have some cool stories about how you've engaged on social media and seen God do awesome things. We want to hear it. That's awesome. It's encouraging to me and my job, especially because when God does something awesome through an online platform, I get fired up. Uh, it, like, gets me so excited. So, Reagan, any final thoughts before we uh, close the book on this one?
1: Nah man. I hate Twitter.
0: <laughs> Everyone should hate Twitter. I hate
1: Twitter. And with that Tw- being Twitter's said, Twitter's
0: not redeemable. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Preach it. I'll listen to that one. I hate Twitter. 120 <laughs> characters. Get that out of here. Yeah. Well, like I said, you can email us sanctifiedish at gmail.com. You can find us on TikTok, sanctified-ish. Check out some awesome clips. We're starting to do some more quirky stuff on TikTok. And so you can check that out as well. Guys, we're super thankful for you. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, take care.